It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live, right back here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's good to be back. John Schmelk, the big man, Howard Cross with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Howard, good to see you, man. It's good to be back. Good to be back. How was Indy, man? It was good. St. Elmo's was delicious. (laughs) Fantastic. The fiery Um, shrimp thing, you you eat that? No, you know what? Uh, Last (laughs) Friday, right before we left... My 10-month-old brought home the norovirus or some kind of stomach yeah. flu. You didn't want so, to try dude, it. Dude, no. It took me down for like a day and a half. Oh, no. So I wasn't good until Sunday morning, and I kind of felt fine then, but my took my stomach probably till Thursday or Friday to like to be able to like eat what I usually eat. So you're a patient zero there. No, I was I was no longer contagious okay. because I right. hadn't had okay. a uh, refunding for over for for about forty eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> but um, yeah, but but I did not think my stomach could handle the shrimp cocktail. So I that, so that's not all that couldn't have handled it. <laughs> I also did not consume an alcoholic beverage till like Thursday night. Like mm. it was one of those things where I was just being very careful the whole week because it was a lot of work. Yeah, it was I not feel you, fun. I feel you. Anyway. Big show today, folks. The franchise tag deadline comes your way at 4 o'clock today. Obviously, that's significant for the New York football giants, who, mm-hmm, according mm-hmm. to multiple reports, um, are, and according to Joe Shane last week, talking to the media, uh, is engaged in serious contract negotiations for a long-term deal with Daniel Jones. Of course, as Joe Shane mentioned last week, the fallback on that is the franchise tag, which is $32.4 million, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the fallback if they can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. And if they can get something done with Daniel Jones long term, that means the long term, the franchise tag for Saquon Barkley is on the table, which is mm-hmm. about $10.1 million. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're also negotiating a long term uh, deal with him at the same time they're working with Daniel Jones and Julian Love's agent. All those guys are yeah. things are kind of happening at the same time. That's a lot of work. Uh, but you know the thing with Daniel Jones, I, I think, and I'm, I hope his agents are, are looking into. You got you have four hours to go. If he gets to thirty two million dollars, three and a half technically, three and a half. But he, if he gets to thirty two million dollar franchise, it, it counts differently against the cap. It, it 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 tightens the ropes on who they can bring in, yeah. how much money they can spend, and he should know that the team will be rooting for him. The team will want to have the same amount of success. But if you're not allowed to tool up. You get what you get. So if his success is bad next year, not only does he not get the fifty million that he would probably hope for in the following year, he gets—I don't want to be mean or anything—he gets the the idea of somebody like, okay, well, who's the next quarterback? Because if you have a bad season, you'll be drafting a quarterback. Or if he gets hurt, right? Anything it, like it, well, that. The hurt is the easy is, is the right. easy answer because then he'll have an argument. But if, I mean. That's the that's the way t- you you build teams based on, on on players' rookie contracts or manageable contracts by quarterbacks. If he's in a position now where he thinks he's going to have quote unquote a nice run because he got the right coaching, he got the right everything, then he. And this is my opinion, not to sell yourself short by any stretch of the imagination, but sign a deal that's manageable for you to make the most money possible. Meanwhile, be able to stay with the team as long as you can and go forward because. If you sign a reasonable, marketable deal, and don't take five or six years, take three years, and the team is really good for three years, 
The next deal is holy smokes. Yeah, it is holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. so like, mm-hmm. but I, but I don't know. You know, I can't give anybody advice on that. But that's how I'm looking at it. Hey, look, and there is a theory to to you know go tag year by year. You become unrestricted, then you can cash out. But there's a lot of risk no, to that based he, on what happens between now and then. And also, it's the you know just basic math, right? You take 32 guaranteed on the tag. If even even if you sound like a three year deal. You're probably getting seventy-five to eighty million at guaranteed. least guaranteed. Yeah, the, so the, the, there's the, Matt. Yeah, the problem the problem with it, again the the problem with the tag. He signs the tag, and they can't bring enough quality quality guys for in him to, to take the next step to, to upgrade. Mm-hmm. If his numbers are the same or even worse, because that that's the possibility. And it could be because the schedule is going to be tougher. The, the schedule is going to be tougher, but you can say the schedule's tougher. But he's supposed to progress regardless. Of course, hundred percent. Yeah. No, so that you. that's where his that's where the rubber meets the road. Now. You can project and bet on somebody like that, or you can say like, okay, and his agents are going to do the most to, to like, you know, break the bank for themselves, for him. But at the same time, again, reasonable thinking person that I am trying to stay in position as long as possible, I start thinking about, okay, how do I make myself, you know, more, I want to take as much as possible, but I want to be able to build a team. And the franchise tag next year, if the Giants would tag him again, it goes up 20%. So that goes from thirty two point four to thirty eight point eight, give or take. Yeah. So, and you're also probably going to have the quarterback market reset here, and this will kind of bring in the rest of the franchise tag conversation here. Howard, you're going to have Joe Burrow probably sign extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have Justin Herbert sign extension. Yeah. We have Lamar Jackson staring at a contract situation. (sighs) Who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to redo his deal? And we just had two deals done. For yeah. Geno Smith, which was 35 on average. But again, yeah. again, it depends how it's structured. And then Derek Carr came in at 37 and a half. That, that's the manageable numbers. Those are the numbers that, that are going to come back to haunt him in the end of the day. And again, you know, when you look at teams that when the quarterback makes a tremendous amount of money, team starts to fall out of favor. You, you look at the Giants. Eli started making tremendous amounts of money. You couldn't feel the offensive line. The defense got a little slower. It just happened. Uh, you look at other teams where quarterbacks, the quarterback gets paid team starts to trickle down. Guys start to leave. The only quarterback I've seen so far that's gotten paid everything and still competed very well was uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. I mean, everybody else, they just, they can't do it. And I'm, I'm not being mean. They just it's almost impossible. I'm trying to think of the other quarterbacks. I mean, Roethlisberger, after getting paid, still got a, he got one Super Bowl, though. You can still get those no, one-year he blips. He didn't, he didn't get a Super Bowl after he got the big, big money. I thought after a second. I have to look yeah, at that. Yeah, he got the Super Bowl like right before he got the big, big money. Russ, no. Mm-mm. Breeze, Mm-mm. no. Brady always took a little bit less. I always took a little bit less. He was never highest paid. Niners didn't have anybody. Flacco was pre-money. Yeah, mm-hmm. No, yeah, look, it's harder. It gets very it difficult. Just, it just, no. Flacco is the greatest example. Bet on himself. He got paid big, and then he's out of Baltimore three years later. I mean, that's just, I, I, it's... It's it's hard to – I know that you want to keep pushing the market up. I know you want to keep pushing the benchmark up. I know all the agents out there are trying to do it. I know the NFLPA is trying to do that. But for the health of their quote-unquote league players and, and competition, they got to start thinking about how to, you know, okay, how can I do this? To, to like, do I want to win some championships? Do I want to make a run? Think of it that way. If you if it's all about you, which it should be, because no one wants to tell anybody how, how to catch, spin, or take money, take as much as you can get as long as you can – because it's a short-lived life, that's what you're stuck with. You can take a lot today, or take or bet on yourself today, and be somewhere else next year. That's the that's the biggest risk. And then, how do you? <clears throat> let's say 
I mean, obviously, I guess if, if they do come to a long-term deal with Daniel, and who knows if they do, then I guess the, the franchise for Saquon's open, and that's at 10. Mm-hmm. And even if he doesn't sign that franchise tag, Howard, you know, I still wonder if there's a way for something to happen because we talked about this draft class. It's a very deep running back draft class. A lot oh, of good players. You saw my boy from Bama. A lot right? of good players. Yeah, Jameer Kiss, man. <laughs> Sub 4-4. Four, and, you know, Bijan Robinson, obviously, and, and other guys that are also very good. And the free agency class doesn't look quite as good now because both Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs are going to get franchise yeah, tags. Yeah. But you still have a lot of good players. Miles Sanders is out there. Alexander mm-hmm. Madison's out there. Kareem Hunt's going to be out there. So... I wonder whether or not that's, that's, someone is going to really outbid the Giants to the point where Saquon's not going to want to. Well, I kind of also feel like Saquon's also trying to be more cap friendly. That that's what it sounds like. I mean, running backs by definition are more cap friendly. Yeah, but, but no, I think he's trying to be for you know for the market at, at large. He's not out there saying I want to be the highest paid running back. If he is, then I'd be like, okay, well, let's you know, I really appreciate everything you've done. <laughs> kind of moment because you see what happens when you do that to a back. They they wind up getting banged up. They do. And uh, then other stuff around the league very quickly. Then I'll ask you about the combine, and we already mm-hmm. have a full bank of calls. We'll get to it. I know you have strong feelings on Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, so just go ahead. All right, L- Lamar Jackson, if you're listening to me, which I know you're not, but if you're listening to me, listen to Ozzie Newsom. Talk to him really quickly. I mean, Ozzie goes out and drafts you when no one else wanted to draft you. Now you've done some really great things. Before you make a tremendous mistake, call some agency, just have them pop in and talk to you because you're making a mistake doing this on your own. Because once they quote-unquote franchise you in two hours or whatever time it is they franchise you, now you got to negotiate and talk to other teams. That's going to be the hardest thing to do because you're supposed to be working out, training, and getting yourself ready to go. You can't do both. Not personally, you can't. And the thing that I know about you know, uh, working quote-unquote for yourself and negotiating for yourself is your feelings are going to get hurt. Oh yeah, your feelings are going to. They get are going to list all the things you're they're going to say. They're going to say something to you that you know, and they're just negotiating. So like, if if they start out saying, "Okay, I want to offer you one thirty three guaranteed," and you know you want to get up to two hundred or better, one thirty three is the starting point. You ask for two ninety, then you come back. They come up. If he doesn't understand that, if someone's not doing that for him. It's going to be a long day. The other news that Aaron Rodgers has been granted permission to speak with the Jets to set up a potential trade. Let's just say, Jets, this is one of those sell your souls to the devils moment. If you if you want the truth, and and I, Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal talent. The kid, you you can't deny his talent. I deny his. I, I I question his work ethic, and why I say that is that. All these years, showing up late to, to uh, mini camps, training camps, and all these things, having players, even though they're not drafting the guys you want, not getting getting there to work with the guys that you have to try to get better. This guy, you know, may have may have had some of the best arm talent I've seen since Marino. That's how good he's been, but he has not put the extra work in as you know from a from a bystander for someone looking from the outside to put himself in position to win a Super Bowl every year. He had good enough receivers last year. He complained about them for the first half of the season. We went to London, and that was before. That was after not showing up to work with yeah. them in yeah, spring the and summer. Yeah. We went to London. People were like, man, I hope we have a chance against. I'm like, dude, that dude, he don't even know who those receivers are. He's meeting them in the locker room. They're like that. Well, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I don't care who he is. If you don't work with your guys, football's a really, 
really interesting sport. You need all 11 people to be on the same page on the offense, all 11 on defense, all 11 on special teams. If you have the guy that quote-unquote touches the ball every time, not in sync with everybody, I don't care how good he is. It don't work that way. All right, folks, make sure you go subscribe to the Giants Huddle podcast. We had great interviews in Indianapolis. Daniel Jeremiah, uh, former quarterback Jim Miller, Charlie Weiss, former Giants offensive coordinator, uh, Greg Cosell, Cynthia Freeland, uh, Matt Miller from ESPN. A lot of good Giant Huddle podcasts. Go subscribe. We have a combine review coming up tomorrow. Then we'll start getting into free agency stuff right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Before we get to the calls again, we got a full bank. Howard, just real quickly, I know you're probably tracking all your Bama guys and everyone else at the Combine over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Takeaways. Uh, Takeaways. You know, that quarterback from uh, Florida was phenomenal. Wouldn't draft him. But phenomenal, phenomenal player. I mean, he's basically a more athletic version of Cam Newton. He's more athletic than anything you've ever seen. But, you know, he's he's two years away from being, quote-unquote, uh, NFL ready. And, I don't and, and disagree with that. No, no offense, no offense to him. That was that jumped off the page of me. Uh, the, the DB from Oregon, like tested, Gonzalez, tested yeah. off the charts. I, I was like amazed at him. I don't remember him playing that much. I think the early first game of the season, I think Georgia got after him a little bit. But th- that kid was that kid was impressive. Smooth in uh, drills too, yeah, man. Just Ooh. just incredible. Uh, Will Anderson, uh, of course, was looked good, looked great. I thought that was pretty awesome. He's much bigger framed seeing him in person than I thought he was. He's <laughs> he, a big kid, he's, man. He's a legit dude. He's a dude. Uh, Gibbs, a kid from Alabama, looked great. Uh, was very impressed with him. Your tight ends looked really nice I was about all to say weekend, the, man. The tight ends were, were very impressive. And watching the D lineman from Pittsburgh run that fast. Four was it four four? Well, he beat four he, six one. I think he was. I was like, I was more impressed with the northwestern defensive tackle that ran the four four nine <laughs> to two hundred eighty pounds. Oh Can you imagine God. a two hundred eighty pound dude running a four four nine? I don't know what what has happened to our our like you know football was about football for the longest time. Now I'm just watching athletes. These guys are from. I hope they know something about the game because they're not going to get a lot of practice hey, time in the NFL. It goes back, Howard, <laughs> to what you always talk about, right? And I think it's related, and I don't want to get on a tangent here. But I think these unbelievable times is why we have so many injuries. That these guys yeah. are so highly trained, their bodies can do such unbelievable things. It's just very hard to sustain those things yeah. for a long time without getting hurt. Well, you have to also remember, and I, and I tell people this all the time, you have to also remember that, com- that the combine has now become a – it's a big, huge moneymaker. Oh, it? yeah. It's a business. And, and before, forget about the combine itself. Think about all the camps and all the clinics. And the everything. trainers, all that They're stuff. They're all yeah. making money. And these guys go from running, hey, he's running a five flat. Now he's running a four seven. And they make those kind of jumps and those kind of leaps. Now, once you train your body to get yourself into that position and to do all that stuff, do you mentally let it go? Because that's what I would do and go back to training for football. Or do you like, yeah, man, I'm I'm running the four six now. I ain't never run that fast before because that really doesn't help you play football, whether you know it or not. You like you still got to do the football. Yeah, stuff. because a lot of that's just technique, starting the right yeah, way, and all that sort like of it, stuff. It, right? And yeah, it's yeah, not sure. it, and it's not relatable. Correct. And that's that's the thing that I worry about. And I think guys probably continue to train in that fashion. I think they still use those moves and all, use that the way they release and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden they get on the field and they try to stop when they're barely moving their feet. <laughs> and their knees are like, hey, uh, nope. you moving a little too fast with that. 
<laughs> like, I don't know where you think you're going. <laughs> and, of course, we will track during the show for you any news that comes out. Uh, Jonathan Jones will not be franchised by the Patriots. Doesn't look like the Eagles going to franchise tag anybody, according to various reports. So we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, make sure nothing else uh, goes on or happens uh, as we go through it here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. All right, let's get to the phones. We'll start off. We'll go to the BK. Say what's up with to Dan. Dan, what's going on? What's up, guys? How we doing? Um, I just had a couple points, one on draft, one on free agency, slash Daniel Jones. Um, For Daniel Jones, like, isn't this the exact, almost the exact situation franchise tags are made for? Meaning you have a guy that played really well one year. You're not really sure at this point if he is the guy long-term. You tag him for another year, you see if he does it again, and then you invest long-term into it. And yeah, sure, it'll be more expensive next year, but isn't it less of a risk to pay somebody that you know is good more money versus paying somebody that might not be good a little less money? Uh, yes, look, that that's one way to look at it. No, another that, that, way... That's the exact way to look no, at it. No, I think but, it's but fair. Here, here's the problem, and I want to make sure that you that you understand what I'm saying. I know John's saying something. Excuse no, me. No, you, you go ahead first, please. It's not the it's not that that's what they're trying not to do or to do. It's the, the regime before them has spent so much money that they're trying to get money back to rebuild the team, right? So as they're trying to rebuild the team, the franchise tag costs the team the 32 million hit this year. It reduces everything else. If if and this is not a Daniel this is not Daniel's problem by the way. No, Daniel's no. doing his own thing. Right. So the 32 million costs everything else. So you got to figure out how to negotiate with everybody else on what's left. If you give him a contract, you can kind of work the numbers where it's not a $32 million hit to the cap. Right. I guess the question that I would ask, Dan, and mm-hmm. yes, I, I agree with your concept 100%. Don't disagree with any mm-hmm. of it. Would you rather do like a three-year deal that you can get out of after two, mm-hmm. but you have a lower cap number in year one where you can add more? For so, sure. you know, For sure. that that's kind of the balance. I worry about like, like, uh, like a five-year, two hundred and five no. million dollar right. deal, that like, like, like that. That for me might be a me. yeah. That for me might be a bridge too far. But again, if you can negotiate that contract where you can get out early in the yeah, deal without you, it killing if, you, then you know what? Maybe that's okay. It all depends yeah. on how the thing. Negotiate a four or five-year deal. You can get out in three years, and then you're good. And <laughs> to, to you guys' this point, I mean, let's say that he does get the tag. Is there? Do you think there's enough? Uh, are there enough moves to be made to free up a little bit more space? Maybe a uh, Leonard Williams restructure. Maybe I don't know. Is there? Do you think if it came down to the tag that there are moves to be made to like still be able to like maybe get some more players in here? To, like, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, one thing that that's already been reported. You have the Kenny Galladay thing, which you can do. Obviously, yeah. that can create some more space. And then, yeah, Leonard Williams would have to be uh, an extension. So it, it, you wouldn't just take a pay cut straight up. It would be an extend and then reduce the number. Those are the two main things. I don't think there's any other low hanging fruit. I wouldn't mm. think they'd do something with the Dory Jackson. I think that's yeah. going to stick the way it is. So I think those would be the be the two main ways you could do something. Then obviously you have to decide how much cap space you want Saquon Barkley to take up too if he yeah. ends up coming back. And, so, then, and then on top of that, if I'm Leonard Williams and I'm, I'm thinking this way, if my agent calls me and talks about this, my agent's going to say these words to me like, hey, look, they're going to want you to quote unquote restructure your deal, maybe take an extension. Like, we're going to ask for the most in this extension because Daniel shouldn't have any bearing on your money. 
Yeah, basically, yeah. And, <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Any next. extension with Leonard Williams, <laughs> the amount of cash he's getting is not going to change. It's just going to get spread out a little bit differently. Right. Yeah, Correct. but they, but they're going to ask right. for more. They're going they're going to ask for more of it. Though. Oh, of course you have to. Hundred <laughs> percent. Lot, lots right, more. No question. Yeah. All right, Dan, you something right. to draft you? Yeah, and then I'll, I can take this off the air. John, sure. I know you get really, really dip into the film. I don't know if Howard also does, but I have some names post-Combine that are intriguing, and I want to see what you have on them, um, specifically wide receivers. So Trey Palmer. I have not watched him. Matt Landers. I have not watched him. Bryce Ford Wheaton. Not watched him. Jonathan what? Mingo. What universities? I did, I, I did watch Mingo. His time was really good. I was surprised. I think he ran a four four six or four four eight, right? If, if memory serves me right. Yeah, um, something and, like that. And he did that at like six one two hundred sixteen pounds, which is which yeah. is a pretty which is a good, bigger man. wide receiver. You know, and the Senior Bowl, he was solid. I didn't think he separated as as much as as I would have liked, but I guess at that size, it makes sense. I think he's like if you look if you end up picking a receiver in like the third round, I think he'd be a guy you would look at. And when you say separate, and then last, go ahead. I was going to say last name, and then I can I can get off. Yeah. Um, At Perry. At Perry's on my list. I have not gotten to him yet. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I kind of got all the day one and two guys yeah, them done you. before I got there. Now I have a trust me, I have a list that I'm going to have to well, get through over the next month and a half. When you look at guys, please look at guys to get separation. I, that's all I'm going to ask because no, I, I, I hear you. guys constantly can say catch radius and all these other things. You, you remember Geno Smith had a, had an incredible year this year. His receivers got open, yeah. wide open. Well, when you run the you know run like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and you, do, you uh, get open uh, again. <laughs> so when you when you're when you're looking at guys, look at guys that are going to get open. If you don't yeah, look at guys that are going to get open. You 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 ask for the premium from your quarterback constantly. You would, you would like this class, Howard. It does not have yeah. a lot of big, slower, contested yeah. catch guys. This is a a bunch of five ten guys. Except that for the guy from TCU, a little bit. Except for the guy from TCU. That's but correct. that guy gets open too. He does. Yeah. So you you he didn't run though in in Indy. No, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have run. Now looking at that class of guys that are standing around, you know they're going to be some four three numbers. I'm not putting that on display against some of those guys. <laughs> and then he's going to show up at TCU, and they'll run the 40-yard dash at 39 and a half yards, and he'll be rocking yeah, and rolling. Yeah, he'll, 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 <laughs> he'll make it work. <laughs> he'll make it a little downhill, mm-hmm. so he can get some momentum going downhill. He'll have spikes on. <laughs> It'll work out. It'll All work that out. Uh, 201-939-4513. Let's go to Aaron in Charleston. He's up next. What's up, Aaron? What's going on, gentlemen? Thank you for taking the call. Yeah, thanks for calling. What's up? Um. I wanted to talk about uh, Darnell Washington. I think this guy is a perfect fit for the New York Giants in the scene, in the scheme that we used last season. Like we had moments where we played extra offensive linemen, and effectively, that's what this guy has been in the in the run game for Georgia. Now, Aaron, they With did that. Size, the Giants did that early in the year last year. They went away from that the second half of the year, though, mm-hmm. in large part. They didn't use Nick Gates and uh, the other other offensive linemen later on in the season. Not nearly as much. Thing? Yeah, early early in the year they used okay. more big people. As they went along, they used less of that. Right, Howard? Yeah, they did. Fair it, enough. It, it, Fair just, enough. Just teams started loading up on it. It's just hard to get away. You know, get through it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, that's that's another reason why I think Darnell would be a great fit for the team because he's more than just a blocker. I mean. Looking at the guy with his size, and he seems like someone who would get a lot of pass interference calls, <laughs> and he seems like perfect for the red zone. <laughs> and 
I mean, with his athleticism, we didn't. I didn't realize he was that athletic a player till the combine. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd seen him hurdle a guy or two, but not running a four six, uh, uh, a four six, or you know, with the with the. The, the vertical jump and things. Oh, no, look, Aaron, look, you're right. He, so had, he, 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 he had a ridiculous workout. See, when I look at the tight end class, and I love it, and we're going to talk a lot about tight ends this offseason, yep. right. potential picking a 25, second round, whatever, because it's a great class. Uh, see, I feel like Bellinger right now serves that two-way tight end archetype that you're looking for. He's a good blocker. Mm-hmm. He's developing as a pass catcher, but he's not a dynamic you know, run past people, create a lot of space type mm-hmm. of pass catcher. Mm-hmm. If I'm going tight end in this class, I want somebody that's going to catch passes first and foremost. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a big wide receiver that's going to play in the slot sometimes, move around, you know, and don't freak out. And an Evan Ingram type of tight end. <laughs> that's more what I'm looking for based on how Mike Kafka and Brian Dable want to play based on what they've done in the past. You know, I think Washington, if you're looking to be a, a bigger 12 personnel pound the football type of team, I think that's a great fit. My feel for the right. Giants and how they would prefer to play is for Kafka to get his new Travis Kelsey. You know, when, my, when Brian Dable was the tight ends coach in New England and he had Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. get guys that can be receiver first, maybe is a little strong because Gronk could block really, block really well too. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking to draft more of a guy that's going to scare you in the passing game to help your quarterback a little more than somebody that's more of a block first guy. That's how I look at it, at least. I, it's a little bit of both. I think you need somebody that that you. It can't be a guy that comes in the game. And you know they're going to throw the ball. It just can't be. It's got to be. It's got to be somebody that's a little bit versed. A uh, little bit versed at blocking. You don't have. To, you can't be afraid of him to be in line blocking, uh, and you can't be afraid. You know to put him to stretch him out and put him in the slot. It's got to be a guy that's both. If you got a guy that's just a strictly, and, and no offense, Ingram, but if you have a guy that's mostly an Ingram type guy, you know that they're going to throw the ball. When you know they're going to throw the ball, you automatically rotate the coverage. Yeah, but if you're in 12 and you have Bellinger on the field with the receiving tight end, I don't it, think they know you're going to throw the ball. I think I, you can I, run I, it in those formations I, I, too. I think that you. I think they know you're going to throw the ball. It could be, if you're no, if you're not a serious threat to to at least cut the guy off on the backside. Right, and that's all you need to do, by the way. Just, <laughs> yeah, just get like, in the way. I, think like we've watched some games where back then that there was no cutoff on the backside. Fair he enough. Just ran through the guy, and and he was trying. It wasn't like he wasn't trying. He was trying. You have to understand, and, and teams are smart enough now that if you see it happen, like, okay, this guy ain't blocking, so, you know, just bear down on him, you know, run through him to go to the backfield. And that's what, they, that's what teams will that's, do. That's part of why I thought, of Darnell Washington, because if you run a 12 with Darnell Washington, with Darnell, he's legitimately in there a block. This is a guy who's embraced the whole sixth offensive lineman moniker. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we, I mean, with the tight- it just seems to me like a guy who can block downfield and would help Daniel Jones part of the run game as well as whatever running back we have, Saquon or anyone else. Yeah, Bell- but Bellinger That's does all. a really good job blocking. He does an incredible job blocking. He and, does. And, I, and I'm he, a big fan of Daniel yeah, Bellinger. And he catches the ball pretty well. If you if you duplicate Bellinger, then you're in a true 12 personnel. Now, look, Aaron, <laughs> if if, right. look, if they draft Darnell Washington, they'll use him well and he'll be an effective NFL mm-hmm. player. And he's probably going to go in the first round mm-hmm. when all is said and done. So that certainly wouldn't be a bad pick. I would just prioritize – for me personally, I would personally prioritize a little bit of a different skill set. I would rather draft Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I would rather draft Laporta out of Iowa. 
Um, Michael Mayer right. I would rather draft than Washington as well because he can do both. He can catch yeah. it and he can block. And, you know, okay. and then the kid out of Oregon State's pretty good, too. I haven't seen enough of his tape yet because yeah. he was hurt so much this year. Don't draft but, um <laughs> Hurt so much. I don't do, I don't do hurt so much. Get a knee. No. Dependable, dependable. Yeah, and, and, the, and the other thing is then, then you put pressure on the wide receivers. And that's the thing. Yeah. I wanna, I'm trying to help the wide receivers yeah. you put here. You put a lot of extra pressure on the wide receivers you. when you when you put two guys out there that, that aren't really going to go down the field. Yeah, see, Aaron, here, here, here's kind of what my prevailing theory is right now. I don't love this wide receiver class. I don't know if you're going to have a guy worth the bang for the buck at 25. And I think mm. you get into the second round and the third round, you can get a nice player, but you're not getting, like, a difference maker per se. There's going to be one of them. Maybe you're the team that finds it. But I want – I feel like your tight end, if it's the right type of player – Maybe if he doesn't serve as your number one, he can serve as almost like a 1A or 1B if he's a good enough receiver and a man, and a matchup problem, the same way Kelsey is in uh, Kansas City. And I think you can really kind of mold your offense in a little bit of a different way. And then to Howard's point earlier, right, you're paying a quarterback all this money now, right? However mm-hmm. you end up paying Daniel and you're paying a lot mm-hmm. of money. Eventually, if you have a top tight end, that type tight end is making half as much mm-hmm. as a top wide receiver. Yep. So it allows you to manage your cap a little bit right. better too. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. Thank you, bud. Mr. Mr. Cross, you are perfect for this one. Uh, just one quick point that I'll take off the air. Sure. What do you think about these free agent off-ball linebackers who, who are recently coming available that they're talking about? And do you think the Giants have a shot at any of them? I assume Edric, Eric Hendricks is one of the guys you're talking about. Yeah. Eric Hendricks, um, Bobby Wagner, um, they they said Devin White is probably going to become a free agent. Well, you know, he's not going to get tagged with Bucks. I mean, so some of these names. That was it. Appreciate, yeah, Appreciate a, it. A lot of those guys, I mean, I, I don't think Devin White's going anywhere. I think he's safe. I, I, I think what's going to also happen, though, when these linebackers come up, when it, it's going to it's going to depend on if, if Daniel's in the franchise or if Daniel gets signed. If Daniel gets signed, you can afford a, a, you know, a higher-ranking guy. Uh, and again, you're, it, these are renter guys. Uh, unfortunately, you'll have them for two or three years. You never, you never give one of these guys. Yeah, I, I, I would not go that old. Like yeah. the Bobby Wagner and yeah. Eric Hendricks, it's, I would avoid just, that. Levante go. David's thirty three. Yeah, you, it's, it's it's not. Tremaine Edmonds is going to cost like a lot, fifteen twenty million dollars yeah, he, a year. He's, he's I a... I can't go there. You know, a David Long, mm-hmm. maybe he's at least he's only twenty six. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, do you want to steal T.J. Edwards from the Eagles? No, nah, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> He's 26. Um, Van Der Esch just had neck injury, neck nope. issues. Okareki from Indianapolis. He's a decent player. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what I think you're gonna have. Yeah, it's just not it's, a stopgap guy this yeah, year. I don't think you're finding it, your like long term answer in free agency. Like, who's the kid we had that was really decent for us to play, and he was only here, got the knee. Uh, Martinez. It, it, it's going to be a Martinez type situation, right? It's going to be like a Blake Blake Martinez. And probably not even that expensive. In yeah. The first so year, to be so that's with you. that's what what you're kind of looking at, I think, in free agency linebacker right now. Uh, that's what we're looking at, or what I'm looking at. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. 
Hey, folks, go download Giants TV, the Giants official connected streaming app. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV on the Giants mobile app. And also, Giant fans, don't forget to take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. Back to the phones. Cliff in New York is up next. Hello, Cliff. How you doing, guys? Uh, uh, listen, uh, <laughs> I was catching up with the terrific content that you posted from the Combine uh, on Giants.com, and and, uh, and I saw the interview with the former agent. Was it Joe Curry? Yep, Joe Curry. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, and uh, and you referenced Big Big Blue Kickoff Live callers on that on that. Uh, segment and um it wasn't you know i was disappointed to 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 see it referenced as um daniel's contract uh being uh related to uh endorsements because uh what i just and by the way cliff that was paul dottino's question not mine just for the record oh i know but it was but but uh i i don't think uh paul got to finish what he really wanted to ask because he wanted to get that out of the way i thought um, the, 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 what you guys just laid out with the contract, Dan, D- Daniel's not being nice to the fans or nice to the Giants by going for I, a I, deal. I wouldn't either, just so you know. I wouldn't either, yeah. just so you yeah. know. No, no, no. It's, about, it's still doing what's best for Daniel when, mm-hmm. when you outline that, that shorter-term deal. And the, the guarantees in a deal like that are very, very substantial, and, and we assume. And... and uh, so the question becomes, you know, why is that so hard for anybody to see? And, and, and the fly in the ointment seems to be that the agent's on a commission basis and has a fiduciary responsibility, the, the, yada, the, yada. The, the agent only makes 2.5%, just so you understand what NFL agents make. Well, and Cliff, uh, I heard, hang, hang, I'm sorry, Cliff, go ahead. Well, okay, so, so what, I'm, what I'm getting at is when I was finished digesting that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, to, to say that Daniel grows with the team that way means he grows in value also. And that and you guys have pointed out that his next contract would be a Lollapalooza, you know, if, if, uh, if he's uh, able to be compensated fairly in his mind at $80 million guaranteed while the rest of the team gets built up, he, he's going to, you know, end up in a – and the team uh, becomes a perennial playoff contender, which is what we're trying to do. Uh, then he's going to be a top five guy value-wise, probably. So, so why not? You know, what, what, what's in the way of this reasonable, this reasonable approach? You know, it's it's driving me nuts. I mean, I, I want to. Um, uh, it, it 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 isn't it isn't it, right behind one of those segments. You guys posted also Daniel after the Eagles loss. Uh, the interview in the locker room, and they asked him about the contract, and it bothered me. He said, well, that's beyond my control. Now, I have no idea what exactly he meant by that, but what I'm thinking is maybe there's a need for players to have another lawyer between them and the agent, and that lawyer works on the more conventional basis of, of an hourly fee, and, and he's going to be the one that hopefully transmits Cliff, the kind Cliff, of Cliff, 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 Cliff. Oh, oh, Hey, Cliff, let me do this for you. You ready? Okay, okay. Last year, Daniel had a pretty good year. Yes. What happened to him the year before, at the end of the year? The end of the year. Do you remember? Uh, 
I'll remind you. He 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 was injured with a neck injury. He was injured with a neck injury, like a a up. Don't talk. Listen, a serious neck injury, or a serious neck injury, which means that if it didn't work out favorably, he would have been done. Correct. Right. So now you want me with my neck that I just barely got by with, maybe, to take what favorable for who? Now that was not a structural issue. It was yeah, a no, thing I know, but out. just in general. Yep, I got you. Just in general. So what do you what are you asking me to do once I hurt my neck? I want him guaranteed for more than one year. I want him guaranteed income for more and than one. You year. have to you have to work with you have to work with the confines of if I'm. If I know that's a possibility for me, that I could actually get hurt, hurt, because if I had hurt my neck, I don't care, muscle, structure, whatever, I may have stopped that day, went home, packed my bags, and said, hey, guys, I really appreciate your time. I don't like the idea of not being able to walk or something. You're asking a guy to play with his body, right, that that runs hard with his body, to be, you know, for the long term. Hey, long term, if I make a lot of money, I made a lot of money. I might get beat up a little bit, but I paid for, I'm getting paid right. for it. And when I think that factor then, mm-hmm. combined with the franchise thing, I think, Clev, I don't want to speak for you, mm-hmm. but I think that's why you know you think there should be able to find the middle ground where Daniel gets his money, he gets his big guarantees, right, so he's financially secure, but he also isn't on the tag, so the Giants can find a little bit more flexibility. I hate, they, I, 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 I hate to keep doing this. I've been through a divorce. I know how the lawyers work. <laughs> They I'm never, sorry, they, they never, that. they never, I've been through a divorce. I know how this works. You never ask for anything reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, that's it's, the point. Like, that's it, exactly right. You've it, been it, reasonable. You were reasonable today. And Paul's been reasonable. And the hosts have agreed with you guys. Yeah, and, but that, and, and we've got this, got this all that. worked out between us, except we're not the parties doing the negotiating. If you, and Cliff, I hate to say this, if you were the guy that was with wearing number eight and was young and, and good looking and running around, you'd be standing where Daniel is. Yes. Or you'd be standing where Lamar Jackson is. And I will say this too. <laughs> don't 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 take the agency away from the player. The mm-hmm. a, the player can tell the agent to do whatever he wants. And the agent has Are to Are you do sure? It. Are you sure? Everybody hey, the you agent work, you is work the for employee me. of the player. Daniel yeah, Jones but, is the but, boss. Well, why did he say it was beyond his control? He's saying that because he wants you to know as fans, he's not gonna be a part of the quote unquote media what we're doing now conversation and he's not going to be the guy sitting there like lamar jackson negotiating yeah. the lamar jackson is sitting there taking slings and arrows and throwing some slings and arrows himself uh asking for whatever he's asking for what daniel's got to do he's just sit back well my agents do you know going to handle this this is a little bit out of my control because they because basically daniel might have an idea but i doubt he has a full idea of what the market's going to be in three years he doesn't have a full idea of what Everything is. He has a better idea now that the two guys signed. The guy signed in uh, in New Orleans and the guy signs in Seattle. He has a little bit brighter picture of what's happening. And he has number. They have numbers now to really lean on against in the four. But before that, there was no, no, you know, picture that could be created. So now in in these next couple hours, that's what they got to deal with. Well, I sure hope so. Uh, uh, I was delighted to hear that he actually did meet with Joe Shane last Monday on the premises. I don't know we if that was that yesterday. That, was, that, was, that wasn't show. quite a meeting. He probably saw him while he was here. He was, I don't think they were just sitting there talking like that. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, he, Dan, they, Daniel comes they, in the works out. Daniel works out all yeah, the time. he came in the work out and he met with Joe Shane. That's what Paul said. 
Mm-hmm. Joe Shane said he, he I can give I can give you the quote from the press conference. I saw Daniel I, I saw Daniel Jones in the building. It wasn't like a sit down negotiations session. You, you, you know you know what's no. happening. Okay, so he saw him and shook hands with him and said, "Hey, look, don't don't Thank worry, you, don't worry about what's being said." Uh, what's going on? I, I know this is part of the process, uh, and we're we're going to try to do our best to get this deal worked out for you. Shake hands. All right, you know. All right, Joe. Appreciate seeing you. Kind of conversation. I remember too. It's not as simple either as, you know, the 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 two sides could come to an agreement on. All right, this is what we want our you know millions per year to look like. But maybe mm. they're off on the guarantees. Yeah, maybe they're I, off on I, contract I, structure. I, there are a lot of complicated factors here. That to Howard's point earlier. You, you need know, the agent for you, you know you as a definitely, player. Definitely you know, need the agent. Court Howard, you're not getting to the weeds on that stuff if, <laughs> if you're the player, because frankly, you're not going to understand it. Look, this is we all regular people. We hire lawyers to buy houses for us. Mm-hmm. That's a lot simpler than these freaking NFL contracts. Yeah. All right. So yeah. it gets gets very complicated and it's expensive, but it's it, it, it's, it's but you mo- get it's a moving target. But you get what you pay for. Yep, it's a moving target. 201-939-4513. DJ in Virginia Beach wants to talk about DJ. I'm assuming you don't want to talk about yourself, DJ? <laughs> no. What do How you, you doing, John? How very you good, doing, uh, Howard? Yes. Very good, very good. All right, so I got two questions. Uh, my first question is about DJ, obviously, and the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I'm hearing, everyone's saying that he's going to get the non-exclusive tag, which is at $32 million. 32.4, and if a team... Gives them an offer sheet. The Giants can match, and if they choose not to match, they get two first round picks. Right. So I'm curious why why do the non exclusive tag? Like, are they not worried about losing DJ at some point? They believe they'd be willing to match any contract that another team offers them. And in all fairness, you know, to DJ, if if someone's going to give up two first round picks, I may have to see where they're drafting. Right, because you make it one of these teams that have two two picks that that wanted DJ. And I don't think that's going to happen. And, and also, fictitious. and again, this is not a, a shot at, at Daniel. I mean, I don't think a team is going to be willing to give up two ones no. and pay forty million dollars a year. Yeah, but but if but if they did, you no, know, again, if they mm-hmm. did, if as as a giant, um, I hate to say it, you'd, you'd be silly not to take it. Yeah. You, and then you, the you, Giants right. can decide yeah. whether or not look. <laughs> and I think part of this too, also, DJ, is the Giants are saying to Daniel, all right, well. You think you can do better than what we're offering you? Here's the marketplace. You know, that's you know, go Lamar, find it. Lamar Jackson is going to be the going to be the guy that's going to get going to get banged over the head for with that one. Now they might put the exclusive tag on him, so he oh, can't no. even negotiate with anybody. I would I would let him go out and try <laughs> to negotiate because they because you know that he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, but the problem though is that you won't, you won't get more than two first round picks in that situation. It, where if you trade, see, my I I think they're going to trade Lamar. I think they're gonna get to the point like I don't want to deal with this anymore, and I think they're gonna they're gonna find a team. Maybe it's the Jets who's trying to work something out with Aaron Rodgers, right? Why? And they might get like three first round picks for Lamar Jackson. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, back yeah, to Daniel. Yeah, you'll definitely get more in a trade. Yeah, but Daniel's not. You know, right now hasn't proven to be a give up two first round picks for him. A lot of teams would love to have him, but I don't know if they'd give up two right. first round picks for him and then pay him on top of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, which makes sense. So it's kind of like a calculated risk. Yep. I mean, you got teams like the Jets that they seem like they're desperate for a quarterback. Like if they lose out on Aaron Rodgers, you, you know, you never know what they might do. Oh no, DJ. If 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 Daniel Jones was just an unrestricted free agent with no franchise tag, he'd have multiple offers for forty million dollars a year already. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
whether it's the and Raiders or the Jets or the Falcons, what take your pick. And it's not and it's not the, right. it's not the forty million that that's preventing teams from doing that. It's the possibility of having to give up two first round that's picks. That's correct. Yeah. Yes, two first round yep. picks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question is uh, draft related. So uh, there's two guys that I really like in the draft, and they're going to go probably in the later rounds. But I don't hear a lot about them. Like they don't talk about them as much. Well, that's One because they're going to go in the later Johnson. rounds. <laughs> Who? Okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's all right, yeah. DJ. How did they get a joke? Yeah. Go ahead. Right. So one is Roshan Johnson, uh, Bijan's backup. Yep. Um, so if you saw what, like, Damon Pierce did this year or last year, he kind of reminds me of, like, a, a Damon Pierce where he's kind of tough to bring down. Yeah, Roshan's other... a bigger guy. He's, like, 6'1", 215. I think he weighed in at. He ran a pretty good time. He ran in the in the four fives. Uh, bigger guy, bell cow type of back. I think he's going to be a right. day two pick, and I think he could be an NFL starter. Mm. It's a good play. Yeah, and then the other the other guy is Zach Kuntz, which you know I'm, I'm high on the guy, obviously because I'm from Virginia, and I, you know I see him at ODU sometimes. But he was like first and second on pretty much every category in you know the tight end class. Yeah, he tested. But no one well. really talked about him. Well, he goes yeah. to well, he goes to Old Dominion, and that's not for me to take oh, it a wow. shot at Old Dominion. <laughs> wow. But it's look, I mean, not look. I mean, people aren't tuning in on Saturdays to watch Old Dominion play football. There, there so, are a couple guys, you know, right. some, guys, some some HBCU guys kind of showed up there too. Like it's just oh, you, sure. you, you never know. Yeah, but look, Koontz did really well. I mean, he was probably either the second or third best tester at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have I have not watched him i'll have to go back and take a look at him but yes i think i think Kuntz showed the athleticism to be a pretty good receiving tight end yep. and i think he could play himself into late day two consideration uh again i took at the tape but late day two early day three consideration based on how he ran yeah they've been talking a lot about the tight end market they're saying that it's going to be a lot of tight ends drafted in the first two days dude you might have you might have three or four tight ends in the first round That's you crazy. might have a first you might you might have one or two tight ends selected before a wide receiver is taken. That would be crazy. You would love it. Wow. That would yeah. be in heaven. That'd be crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, DJ. Now, you watched a lot of Michael Mayer this year. Real quick before we get to uh, to Donnie here. Yeah. Your, your thoughts on Mayer as a player? I think he's a good player. I think he worked really hard. I thought for a guy his size, he ran pretty good. He ran really good routes. He had, you know, the thing about what I keep harping on, he made me create a separation a lot. Right, he created separation against uh, linebackers. He created separation against safeties. They even put corners on him from time to time, and he ran good enough routes to separate from them. He's so a re- he's not super fast, but he's a great route runner. He's a great, he's a great, quick, innocent space kind of guy. Kind of reminds me. He reminds me of Witten a little. I bit, about to say a little bit of, of Jason Witten back in the day. Just a big, bigger body guy that when he changes directions, almost like playing basketball. He knows how to get open. Trying to get open for the basket. That's that's what he looks like. He's doing. He's not going to blaze and run by you down the field, but. You know, you, you got to get in front of him. You got to cover him. I'm with you. All right, let's go to Donnie in Queens. Donnie, I think he's a hell of a blocker, too, by the way. Yeah. Let's go to Donnie in Queens. He's up next. Hey, Donnie. I am not a hell of a blocker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that was like a wrong transition, but that's pretty good. I'm, I was more of a scat back. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, hey, certainly not going to begrudge Daniel for trying to get his worth, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think all of us in our day jobs are going to try to extract as much money out of our employer, so no problem oh, with him trying to do that. Sure. Now, as a Giant fan, though, I, I root for the laundry first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Of course, and you should. Do, and you should. The players come and go, unfortunately. Um, this is a negotiation that they should win. And the last regime, losing negotiations was something that happened a lot between the way Leonard was acquired and 
how they had to sign him, the Solder deal, Kenny Galladay, who were they bidding against in that war? <laughs> so to me, with the tag in the back pocket, unless Daniel's taking a deal in line with what Gino and Carr got, and just let him play on the tag. And my reasoning for that is those guys have outproduced him, and he's younger, so that to me kind of equals, evens the playing field. His upside is his youth. Kind of bridges the gap on the production. So that's where I would go with that. And, and i, I got to go real quick, so I'm going to just make this last comment, and then I'll listen. But I understand you don't want that money on the books for one year, but I'm sorry. There's always – the cap is always rising. There's always future years to push money down. It shouldn't affect them that drastically this year if they have to operate with him on the tag. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Thanks, Donnie. Go ahead, Howard. All right, so devil's advocate for everybody who keeps saying about Daniel Jones and the money and, and who he played, who got better numbers and all this stuff. We're talking Geno Smith and Carr. Carr got cut, right? So, you know, that Daniel right, outlasted him, basically. Geno had a good year after eight years in the league or seven years in the league. So I would go argue that. But if I'm really going to argue – this is what I would argue. How much money did uh, Russell Wilson get? Boom. How much money did uh, Deshaun Watson get? Boom. How much money and, and did did Aaron Rodgers get? And, you, and, and uh, Kyler Murray's another one. By the way. I was getting to him. I was like, so I got those guys that are out there, and I'm looking at them like, okay, well, you know, you keep talking about these two guys, but I played better than all those guys. And those guys are legendary guys, some of them. So what am I supposed to do here? That's the argument. That's where the agents are were arguing. For people who are trying to figure out where this number is coming from, that's kind of where the and, and this is again opinion. That's where the number would be coming. Oh yeah, from. that's how it works. You yeah. look at all the quarterbacks mm-hmm. that make X number of dollars. You put your player against them, and that's yeah. how you come up with an ask. Absolutely. And then the Giants come back and say, "Well, hold on a second. Your more stats mm-hmm. are in line with this guy, this yep. guy, and this guy, and they make less." And yeah, that's when you try to. Yeah, you can say your stats in line with, or you can say like, "Okay, well, you know." Put my stats up against those two guys. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where that's it goes. goes. And then the Giants say, well, that those are bad contracts. Those are cautionary <laughs> tales. Those aren't models. And then they go back. You know what I mean? Yep, so it's, it's just kind of how the negotiation yep. works. Yep. All right, let's go to uh, Scott in New Mexico. He's up next. Hey, Scotty, do. Hey, guys. How you doing today? What up? Uh, just FYI, I was listening to NFL Network. I don't know what it means, but they said that uh, Daniel Jones and Joe Shane are in the throes of finalizing the contract for him. This was about two minutes ago, so I don't know what that means at all. Okay. But, but I just wanted to let you know. We're, we're, uh, we're, I'm just watching Bryce Young on NFL Network, so I'm not really sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, on the Derek Carr situation, before I get to my main question, uh, on his deal, he got $60 million in guarantee money on, on signing. Mm-hmm. Do you see a certain uh, – can you see that kind of a deal for Daniel Jones as well, where he would get guaranteed money in the beginning? Oh, of or course. does that not work? That's, no. that's, that's, that's how the contracts work. It's, it's Scott, okay. I would say go and listen to the interview do with Joel Corey at the Combine last week, and he, we sure. went through into all the details on guarantees and stuff like that. So go listen to that. He'll do a much okay. better job explaining it than me. Basically, he said, if you're signing a three-year deal worth like 115 or 120, you want 75 or $80 million of that guaranteed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my main question is really regarding Saquon Barkley. Uh, I know he's a known commodity. There's a lot of great running backs, as you said, uh, in the draft. But he's a known commodity. And I was looking at the highest-paid running backs in the league. Obviously, Sean my, uh the guy from San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey, is the highest paid right now. But do you know what Saquon Barkley makes now? 
what what his number is now. He's at the end of his rookie deal. Yeah, what does he mean? Like like four or what five, is right? what is dollar value is what I'm getting at. What his full rookie contract was, or yeah, or, or no, what is what is contract? How much does he make now? Is what I was getting. Probably at. Well, but no, it's the thing. He he signed the four year, thirty two million dollar contract when he came out. So you so okay. so seven six six or, around eight year, yeah. give or take. Okay. So uh, people like Leonard Fournette are making seven, and then everybody else is making ten to twelve. If he is on a franchise tag, what does he make? And if they ten, 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 ten point one, yeah, ten point one. So that would be right in the middle of what all the other running backs are making, because Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon and top those guys four, are making twelve, five, right? Mm-hmm. right? Can they? Do, the question I have is, can they do both a structured deal for Daniel Jones and a structured deal without using the franchise tag for Saquon Barkley and still have enough money to do uh, other things that they need to do? Yeah, for example, uh, Jalen Ramsey no, is Scott, coming no, Scott, you, Scott, you have this reverse. Using okay. the tag is more expensive this year than signing the long-term deal. Yeah. The long-term deal for both guys would cost the team less in cap space this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was confused. So I just wanted to make sure, because I, I would hate to lose Saquon Barkley, even though uh, there are a, great, a number of great running backs, and that was just my point. Mm-hmm. And I'll right. take your answers off the air, guys. Thanks again. Yeah. Yeah, look, they they would rather not use the tag on either guy, to be honest with you. That, but that's I, for sure. <laughs> but it's just, again, everybody, hold your breath. Let's just see what happens. But they're trying to negotiate, and and imagine this: they're trying to negotiate with two guys at the same time before <laughs> before four. That's you know, not to mention the other guys that are out that are on the team that they're not going to get tagged like Julian Love, and it's just like by four o'clock, Julian Love could be getting calls from other teams immediately. Well. Next week. Next week. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. On Monday. Yes. On Monday. But Monday at four. Which is or not twelve. That, Monday at twelve. Which is not that far away. No, it is okay. not. Yeah. It all kind of comes up together. Oh uh, yeah, and we were had NFL Network on. We saw them talking about the Daniel Jones thing. So I don't know what the quote was, but the fact that nobody's put that up on Twitter yet that a deal is imminent. Yeah. That uh, that would tell, would tell me that 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 the deal is not uh, imminent. Um, oh, here's a quote. Here's a tweet from Adam Schefter. Here we go. Um, contract talks between the. This is just me reading his tweet, not reporting it myself. Contract talks between the Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones are, in the words of one source, quote, going right down to the wire. Deadline for the Giants to tag him is 4 p.m. Deal must be done by then or team plans to put the franchise tag on his quarterback. So, um, That's like me talking to my son. Did anything positive come out of that comment? <laughs> did, he, did they say anything new? And then Mike Garofolo <laughs> with a report here, his tweet, uh, the video is, is with it. In fact, Pearson, can you do me a favor? Uh, can you bring up Prod here? I'm going to see if I can just play this report from Mike Garofolo on NFL Network. They're a sister network. We can play it. No one's yeah, going to get into I'm, trouble. I'm, so, here, so here's a report from Mike Garofolo on the contract negotiations. We do. Hopefully this will work. Cough here we go. Not so sure about the din- dinner recommendations, Patrick, but they'll all go out to dinner tonight and celebrate if they can complete this deal by 4 o'clock Eastern. We are inside three hours to go now. And talking to sources all over this thing on every angle I possibly can, Getting the impression that these sides are hovering around that magic $40 million per year mark. Forget 45. I know you heard 45. You lost your mind. Forget it. It hasn't been 45 in quite some time. 40 is the new magic number for Daniel Jones if the sides can get there. And I know it's important to Jones and his camp. And if I know the Giants and I know Kevin Abrams, who has been doing contracts for the Giants as long as I've been covering them all the way back to 2004, you want to win on that metric? If that's important to you to get to 40 million, well, we're going to hold firm and we're going to win elsewhere, whether it's cash flow or guarantees. So you can't have your cake 
and eat it too if you want to get to that magic number of 40. So I believe that that's been a hold up here. It's gotten uh, frustrating for both sides at times, but they are still hammering it away. And you talked about it, Patrick, the fact that they came in, the agents did to do this in person. And as much as they have talked over the last week, Tom, I just, it seems like it's close enough and they put enough effort into this that I still feel like something's got a shot of getting done here. Hang in there. Uh, so sure. Hang in there. <laughs> it's a great way to end the report. Jaya fans, hang in there. I think we've been doing, did we say this already? It sounds like we said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and by the way, I, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but I'll do it anyway. These right two weeks ago when we first started talking about That's this hour, number. it's exactly yep. where we had the number in and around. And, and here, and here's in theory what will happen probably unless the agent has some kind of hang up or Abrams has some kind of hang up. They'll get to that where they are. They'll be just a you know window shot across from each other and they're like okay we'll take it and we'll just and by the way that and that's too when the player might step in and just say yeah, like, bo- right, bo- fine. yeah both sides are going to kind of kind of lose so to speak even though no one really lost <laughs> that's how i always look at it well, look, the old, a successful compromise is one that neither side is completely happy with that's just so dumb i don't understand why people do it that way but anyway but that that's what's about to happen it sounds like someone if they're that close that they're that they're that they're you know sending out we're right there then like hopefully they get it done. Cause but again, it goes back to what we talked about before, Howard. Too like it's not just the the, the numbers per year; it's structure, yeah, I know, cash, guarantees. It, here's why I hope length. It, this is why I hope it just happens. Because if it doesn't happen, then there is like all there will be hours and hours and hours and hours of talk of oh he can't play for that. It's gonna be what what's happening with, in 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 Baltimore. Is it gonna be like you don't want that conversation happening right. with your team? You don't want that team. Oh, imagine all the drama this year if he's playing oh. on the tag. It's oh, gonna be a game by game referendum on whether or not they should bring him back the following yeah, year. Know, it's gonna be a nightmare. And Daniel's the kind of kid that wants to be here with his with his teammates and he wants to yeah. work with his guys mm-hmm. and everything. So you don't want him. Like, you know, his agents got him upset and he's got to be hanging out a little longer before he gets in. If he wants to make, make all of his money, he's got to be here every day and do everything. Yeah. So it's, it's a long, it's, I hopefully, hopefully it gets done for, for both sides. Yeah. They got a couple more hours to do it. And then, by yep. the way, it could still theoretically get done Afterwards. before free agency opens on oh, yeah. Monday. Yeah. But this is the motivation, so the Giants can then use it. If they want to, they could use the tag on Saquon. So I imagine the Giants' best offer would be presented by 4 o'clock today, yeah. and they probably won't get much better than that. Yep. So. Yeah, they kind of know where they we'll are. We'll see they're, what happens. They're, they're going to they're squeeze every dime they can get out of it. Yeah, both sides will. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, why they negotiate. Ring in the towel. All right, let's wrap it up. Charlie in Portland, Maine had to get one more call in. <sighs> Before Daniel Jones was under contract for next season. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, guys. Hey, Howard. Hi. This day will live in infamy. Why? Because you called into the show? <laughs> yeah. Tag and you're it. That's what's going to happen, guys. They're not that close. You know, you know why they're not that close? Money-wise, they're close. They'll, Giants are willing to move up money-wise, but they want an out. They don't want Jones for four years. They're stuck with him, and if he tanks after the first year... They have no way to get out of this contract. So yep. what the holdup is, is they want to get out after the second year. And it's guaranteed money. That's what this is all about. And it, if it hasn't happened by now, it ain't going to happen. Well, I'll be I'm curious. You, I have a, a question for you, Charlie. If, if, if there's a long-term deal, I'm asking you this too, Howard. Mm-hmm. If it's a yeah. long-term deal, how long do you think it's going to be? Charlie, why don't you go first? If, if this gets done, that means Jones's agents have capitulated. Was that the word? 
capitulated. Capitulated. Like capitulated. Yeah, capitulated. That's it. That's not to, either, but okay. To, <laughs> to, jo- to change demand to have a way out of this. You did not answer years. my question, Charlie. If they what? sign a long-term deal today, how many years is it going to be? Oh, it will be a four-year deal, but Four. they'll be able to get, get out, out of it after, after two. two. Okay. Howard, yeah. how about you? That's about that's about how every deal is, unfortunately. You know, they, they, they sign guys to big money up front, but they kind of give themselves an out in case things don't work out. I'll say three-year deal out after two. Um, It'll be three or four. I, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it, and again, nothing against Daniel. It's just just nothing against Daniel. If it's got to be, you got to have enough money to build your team. That's the whole yep. thing that that they're working with, and they know what they need to do. So, you know, John Mayer's probably set with Joe, and Joe's explained to John like, okay, here's where we are financially. Mm-hmm. This is what we have to do. Here's how much money we need to move, to move forward. We need to sign this this much money for the rookies, and we're gonna if we can get this guy or this guy to, who's going to be in free agency. They've probably already earmarked guys. It's like, but we got to get to them and have them in before people start, you know, really bidding for them. Yeah, I want to set the bar here, Charlie. So when you call in and complain later, I want to see what <laughs> would you be happy with, Charlie? What do you want to happen in the next two and a half hours? He wants to be, look, he wants look. to draft Paxson Lentz. What is that guy's name? No, 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 no. <laughs> Paxson Lentz. You know, Justin Bennett. You mean Justin Bennett? Only who no, is that? Uh, the hat. <laughs> No, <laughs> the hat that won uh, two uh, championships. Yeah, in yeah, yeah that, Charlie, you should know him, Howard. He's going to tuck out Alabama. Watch out, dog. <laughs> Watch out, dog. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that little midget. Leave that little midget alone. <laughs> that little midget's a winner, but that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Charlie, no, anyway, think- back to my question. What would make you happy yeah. in the next two and a half hours? All right. What would make me happy is they tag him, the non exclusive. Okay. He gets to go out and talk to teams. Some team, some stupid GM gives him more money and a better uh, deal and long-term, guaranteed money. They come back to the Giants, and Shane says, I can't do it, and we get a first-round pick. Two first-round picks. Two first-round Two first-round, whatever they negotiate, at least one. No, 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 no. There's no negotiation, Charlie. You just get two first-round picks. Yeah. All right, then we get two first-round picks. And so say it's, uh, say it's the Falcons, uh, the Raiders, uh, whoever wants them, right? All of a sudden, now we got a pick in the top ten. We can get our quarterback, our, our rookie quarterback, whoever they think Who do you want? Is Who do you want, guy. Who do you want? Who, who has a rookie oh, quarterback? Yeah. You want Levis? You want I, I, Richardson? Who do you want? I would probably – I would take Hooker. I like Hooker. You're picking I, Hooker in the top ten off of an ACL? No, not in the top ten. But we you just get said later, get a but... top ten pick and pick a quarterback. All right, all right, all right. It would either be Stroud or it would be Richardson. Okay. Either Stroud or Richardson. You don't want Levis? No, no. no. God, that's another Daniel Jones for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed you, Charlie. Please. Have a good day, man. Okay, guys. Enjoy your next you two too. hours. <laughs> that's funny. That ain't even funny. <laughs> I, I he, he is he's like he's just whatever if Daniel goes on signs with Giants for three four years goes to the Pro Bowl for the next four years wins the Super Bowl Charlie will still call in to talk bad about him guaranteed not the day after he wins the Super Bowl I got money he'll I, wait I'll bet you five dollars right now 
He'll wait two or three days after they win the Super Bowl, oh and then he'll call. He'll call in something. to explain he'll be, you why know, they did. They didn't win because of him. It was something else. It was the defense. It was, the defense. It was all his defense. He just threw a the, bunch of three yard passes. The and receivers were like they were like getting yak <laughs> after the catch. Every last one of them, you can't believe it. The special teams were awesome. They kept punting the ball inside the five. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I would see Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Dilford won a Super Bowl. How could you say this guy is great? It, oh my God! Just some people like I don't know. Daniels like threw a rock at him or something. Not sign his autograph. Like what happened? All right, this is pretty funny. Before we say <laughs> goodbye, so and Pearson will appreciate this. So you know, Rich Eisen mentioned on the Rich Eisen show that the rumor in Indy that he liked it, that Tom Brady was going to come back and play. Yeah, and somebody a couple of people aggregated that, right? Yeah. So Tom Brady retweeted one of the tweets that aggregated the report that he might come back, and this is what he tweeted out: "Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter." <laughs> <laughs> come funny. on, Tom. That's mean. <laughs> it's not wrong. That's true. You know, I've never had a kitten. I know, like two-month-old puppies are just a disaster. <laughs> he really has a tough. kitten. Apparently, he got a two-month-old daughter. Two-month-old daughter. Two-month-old kitten for so, his daughter. So, so, and he's a single dude, right? You so, know, he, so he gave her the kitten and sent her so, off to so, the mom. So, <laughs> so a single dude with a kitten. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's it is. Like, it's like, you know, either you're an evil villain or something's <laughs> wrong. I mean. Well, he got it for his daughter. His daughter wanted a kitten. It's yeah, nice. I, I just see Dr. Evil right now. What, what, what's what's now, I, now, that's true. Now, I, have, I have no idea. Now, now, do you think... Now, I'm assuming, like, they're splitting custody, right? So do you think the daughter takes the kitten with her when she goes with the mom, or is it just Tom and the kitten when 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 the daughter's with Giselle? Tom, delete that tweet. <laughs> because now all I'm seeing is Tom chasing this, like, two-month-old kitten around the house by himself, trying to get it to go in the go, 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 go in the litter box. <laughs> Look at these people talking about my kitten. He's like throwing the Microsoft Surface at the trying to get the kitten again, man. You pooped again. He's throwing the Surface like, oh my god. Oh, good stuff, Howard. All right, right, we'll have we'll know tomorrow what's going on. Um, I'll be here with somebody. I think who am I on with tomorrow? Lance on Big Blue Kickoff Live. So make sure you check us out at twelve thirty. Lance will be here. I'll be in that chair. A lot lower, but I'll be in the chair. Telephone book, they still exist. How do you usually get in it? No, no, uh, no, honestly, what do you I have do. you a step for him to get into it so he can get up here? Pearson, should I do it? <laughs> no, don't do should it. Should I do it? <laughs> so when, when Lance is next to me and we do the show, I do this. You let yourself down. Don't do that. That's not right. I do. We have to do it. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm like foot just, all just give him the David Letterman. Be looking at him down all the time. That's just, <laughs> cause I would do that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway love we'll you, see Lance. you tomorrow at 1230 on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Uh, and enjoy the next two hours of uh, two and a half hours of the Daniel Jones sweepstakes. We'll see you then.